and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News' Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, we, we see if anything's changed since last inning. Uh, here's uh, here's the teleprompter versus Biden, round two. This is included that our significant climate investment will both help turbocharge the the emerge the nope, that's okay. Strike one. Let's see uh, the, the pitch. The Republicans passed, and I, I don't think they can do it now. A ban, a national ban to ban abortion. Bland, bland abortion. All right. How about how about uh, pitch number three? Here we no, go. No, no. I'm just saying. I just I just found it interesting that uh, Biden's being a popular a, 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 a cop. Oh boy. Biden's being extremist. Yeah, that's okay. He called himself that. Uh, anyway, here to discuss is Dr. Charmaine Yost, uh, and we're not going to talk about that, Charmaine. Um, I filled in for Joe Piscopo on the local morning show AM 970, The Answer, here in New York this morning. And I asked New York voters, many of whom are Democrat, what is wrong with the Democratic Party? In Pennsylvania, they elected a dead man. Now, I'm, not ta- I'm not making fun of Fetterman. In a different race, in a congressional race, they elected a dead man to Congress. Uh, then, of course, they sent Mr. Fetterman to the Senate, and uh, he's going to have you know, whatever helps I guess he needs to just you know, get up every morning and go through the motions. Uh, and then that's the same state that gave us Joe Biden, who you just heard, went 0 for 3 in round 2 against the teleprompter this afternoon. I'm just wondering, Charmaine, what people – like, if my grandparents came back from their grave and they voted for JF, the John F. Kennedy or they liked people like Senator Daniel Moynihan, some of these people, I, I, I wonder what they would think of what the Democrats have turned their party into. And by the way – the voters, despite the media's claim to the uh, to the to the opposite, the voters did reject these ideas on Tuesday, and it's very possible that we may still hold uh, both houses of Congress when the dust finally settles. But what's your reaction to this? Well, you know, it's funny because I'm seeing now uh, in in certain elements, not broadly reported like it was with Hillary, but that the Republicans, by huge, huge millions and millions, I think ten, twelve million. People won the popular vote. And, you know, you and I got to stay consistent and say, you know, you stick within the in the in the boundaries, do the field as it lays. But going to your point that we did win, we did win the battle of the ideas. And, um, you know, I just think that a lot of the Democrats kind of doing this victory lap, this weird victory lap of saying, well, we didn't lose as bad as expected. Exactly. Kind of like, well, a win is still a win. Now, granted, you and I have to be careful. We haven't taken the majority yet either. So, um, but you know, but it's headed in that direction. And so, I think we, I think there needs to just be a little bit of tempering of some of the, some of the commentary that we're seeing. It just seems to me a little bit overly, hand, over, overly hand wringing. Carrie's only behind by like seven or eight thousand. Uh, even Masters right. is only behind, I think it's uh, less than 100,000. And when you've got 500,000 votes outstanding, I'd say both of those races are still too close to call. And then that doesn't even take us to the Herschel uh, uh, race, uh, uh, you know, a month from now. So we'll see We'll see where all that uh, pans out. But, Charmaine, i got to get you to listen to this next soundbite because okay. the, the crazy at MSNBC has come out in full-fledged. 
they are floating a John Fetterman presidential nomination. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president, um, I know there's some variables, obviously. <laughs> but just a few. Just a few. <laughs> but I just, you know. I know there's some variables, obviously. Super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump. I mean, it just makes it makes you wonder about his future. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't make me wonder that at all. It makes me wonder what type of uh, secondhand weed she smoked walking down the sidewalk to get into MSNBC that day. But this is crazy talk. And to your point about having turned out more votes uh, in in the actual election, uh, we, we, we've got to, we've got to, we just got to be smarter and we, we, we got to take care of it. You know where I was really impressed down the ballot on the school board level. And we, and I pushed all ballot voting. We flipped somewhere between 40 to 50, maybe 55 progressive school districts across the board that went from progressive blue to America first red. And nobody's reporting on that. There was one story on it on, on, in Fox News that I, that I found early this morning. But that is an incredible momish, uh, momentum changer, is it not? Well, and that's smart politics, too. You know, I've seen some friends who, politi- really smart political people that I admire, talking about the, Rep- the Democrats continue to have a really, really savvy ground game. They're very good at turning out, you know, taking, taking the bus over to, um, over to a, 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 a nursing homes and, and, you know, making sure that people get to the polls. They're really good at that. So, and, and this kind of thing of focusing on school boards has tended to be their game. So to me, that's really important that Republicans are kind of waking up and realizing that there's a whole battleground that we had kind of ceded the other side for many, many years. So, you know, can I pick up on something, Kevin, that, sure. I, you know, I, I don't want to speed bump over. You're talking about the fact that we still don't know. I mean, come on. It is outrageous when you if you go to real clear politics and you just go, they've got everything in a straight column grouped by state. And if you scroll down through there, it's like Texas, 100 percent counted, Florida, 100 percent counted. And then, you know, these other like, hello, we knew there was an election coming. The real problem with all of it is as a very nice young man from Florida who wears like a little red tie and a little blazer. His name is Marco Rubio. You may have heard of him. He actually uh, kind of just yeah. demolished his opponent on Tuesday night. Um, he, he put up a tweet yesterday. How can seven and a half million votes in Florida be counted in five hours? And you're, right. you're three now, four days going on four days later in Arizona, and you can't get two million counted. You can't you can't even get to two million. You've got five hundred uh, five uh, hundred thousand sitting off to the side. That's uh, nothing's being done with. There's no excuse for it. None whatsoever. Yeah. It, it's like, I feel like we ought to be able there should be a Venn diagram of. Of, of how we should be able to agree on this kind of thing. You know, it is no wonder that on both sides of the aisle, there's concern about our elections if we keep having this happen. You know, we can fight about, you know, some of the mechanisms, but, you know, we, we ought to be able to agree that we should be able to get them counted. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, totally fair. So what is the um, what is the groundwork now between now and 24? Um, and I, I don't even want to bring it up, but everybody else is talking about it. Um, Trump and DeSantis are already, you know, well, actually, Trump's the one throwing the, the shade on DeSantis. DeSantis has thus right. far not responded, which I'm kind of like, I just think just go be governor for, for of Florida and do your job. And if you want to run, then announce that and then and then take it on. But until then, don't even acknowledge it would be the advice I would give Ron DeSantis. Yeah, stay above the fray. That's it's the classy thing to do. And that 
in and of itself differentiates himself from the way the former president uh, likes to play ball. And look, I, I worked in the Trump administration, so, yeah. you know, that's that's my background. But I think the the name calling is, you know, two days before the election is just a bad look. It's a very bad look. And well, so I don't I want it to distract that, from Georgia four weeks from now. Like, well, you, and that's you, a concern, right? Like we can't we cannot have happen. What happened in 2020? Everybody you held needs your fire for out. this long. Hold it for four more weeks. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right, exactly. Like the, the focus now, like a laser, on Georgia. Win yeah. that seat. That's that's yeah. mission one. Yeah, you asked. You asked, what do we do moving forward? We win that seat. That's that's mission one. Yeah. All right, uh, Charmaine Yost. Always glad to uh, to talk to you. And I know you're as glad as I am that there's another Huckabee in office. Uh, just spoke with the governor before uh, coming on with you, and, and he, he sounds so happy and so proud of what Sarah accomplished. And uh, I know that uh, you're close friends with the family, so um, we're, we're all He's rejoicing that together. Star, right? Yeah. That was the best news of all that night. Not a yeah, surprise, so. not a surprise, because she is such a rock star. But uh, great news for Arkansas and even better news for the country. Yeah, agreed. All right, Kevin McKellar coming right back. Stay here.